just fine Catch you when you fall Be there when you call It's never too much I got you real tall I'm Tania Carr and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Here at Real Talk, we create space for authenticity, awareness and making a positive impact on the world around us. Real talk, real people, real stories. Ngā mahi nui ki a koutou katoa, no mai hoki mai ki te kaupapa kōrero, Real Talk. I'm Tania Carr, and today in this episode, you're going to hear the powerful kōrero and the story of Pānia Te Paiho, a.k.a. Wahine Toa Hunting. Now, Pānia has taken the stage at every one of our Real Talk mō rangatahi events in 2021, and again this year too. This is Pania's kōrero from her time on stage in Ahuriri Napier, where she shares with us her whakaaro on all things life. She is straight up the guts, my mate Pans, and she's not afraid to say the things that are often left unsaid. But she also has so much love to give to those that she invites into her space, especially our rangatahi. She's known as auntie to many rangatahi who confide in her for tautoko and afi. The love I have for this wahine is indescribable and I have her back always and I know she's got mine. Love you sis. So it's important to note that this kōrero may have some triggering subjects while it does have some triggering subjects. So if you get triggered by this kōrero there are some support contact numbers listed in the show notes for you to utilise. Here is Pania's story. Kia ora whanau. So I just want to be honest. I had like a full like kōrero plan and then I was like, no, nah, fuck it. And then I changed it halfway through and then I didn't write it down. And then I started writing it down and now I look like I've got prison tattoos. So my bad. <laughs> Can I have that clicky thing, please? Which way is it? This way. I should know by now. I do this all the bloody time, but I haven't learned nothing, have I? So I grew up in Porirō. People think I grew up in the bush swinging from vines or some shit. No, I grew up in the hood. And it was a pretty hearty upbringing, to be fair. When I was in third form, we found my dad. He killed himself. And that was probably the hardest day of my life ever. But then progressing from there, so I started, you know, just being a little shit, really. I didn't know how to deal with my grief. I still don't even really to this day. My mum kicked me out made me homeless. And where is Grace? Where's my cousin Grace? Come here, please. So I'm Kahununu, come here. So I'm Kahununu Kite Wairua. So when I rep this, people think it's West Side, but it's Wairua. Apart from when I'm in Wairua, we rep this. Nah, jokes, 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 jokes. So, but, hey, but we do though. <laughs> okay, so when, um, so when I was made homeless, this beautiful lady here, her beautiful whānau Ngātipuro, this is why I rep for you fellas, hundies. They took me in and they showed me how to love, how to process my grief, and they just showed me, how, you know, just they just modi kite modi, really. You know, they just allowed me in this space. And if it wasn't for your whānau, bro, I don't know where I'd be today, really. So I love you. Okay, you can get off now. <laughs> anyway, but in those streets, that's where I learned a lot of life lessons that at the time I hated but I took a lot of lumps for the greater good. I'll get into that later. Oh, you're tough. All right. So, why in the tour hunting? Oh, hell. <laughs> I was in wins with my cousin and I was her advocate because I'm real quiet and shy. <laughs> nah, but when I was in there, I looked around and every woman in there was Māori. 
Tangata whenua. Whare tangata in there asking for a handout. Their own whenua. We have pātaka out there, probably not me, Pania, because I probably might not come back. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we've got the bush. We've got the mara. We've got all of it. What we didn't have is the knowledge, the kete being filled and passed on. And they know I want to be in wins. What made it even harder for me is that her mate come up to us and she asked for a food grant and got turned down. So not only did she not want to fucking be there in the first place, her mana got stomped on and she's leaving hungry. Bruh. And I'm sitting there going, nah, kill, this ain't on. Because luckily I have been given the gift of, like, you know, learning how to live off the land. I didn't really think it was that great a gift, so I realised that I will never go hungry, my kids will never go hungry. Mani motohaki and tenoranga tiratanga was one of the greatest gifts I was ever given. And therefore, I am obligated to pass it on to my people because what good is knowledge if you hold on to it and it dies off you? So I ended up putting out a video. I was like, fuck it, I'll just teach some people, you know? Let's just get this, get this ball going. My waiting list is now at 4,000 plus. Every day, women still message me to take them out and reconnect them back. See, why in the tour hunting... It's not just for Māori. We're all going through a whānau. There's no money in New Zealand. It's hard as hell. The cost of living's through the bloody roof, and our pay is down on the bloody ground. Bloody no one can get a bloody house. <laughs> Sorry, I swear heaps. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. It's for everybody. But when I take way in the Māori, it hits me different because it's so much more than just filling our freezers. Who knows about land shares? Anybody? When you have land shares, then you could have 30 acres, right? Then you have 0.00% of a cent of a freaking percentage of a share. 10,000 people could have bloody say in that piece of land. And you know what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens to that land. Because how are you going to get 10,000 people to agree with it? They're disconnected. We are disconnected on purpose. We are urbanized on purpose. This is on purpose. This is all by design. See, the thing for me where I worry more than anything, it's the housing crisis is everything. But we always go on about Māori's were once were warriors. Do you know what the biggest fear for me is? If we end up once we're tangata whenua, because what is, what is tangata whenua without the whenua? Lost, disconnected. If, you, if we think we're bad now, bro, so the biggest payment for me, because why ain't it all hunting is for free? I don't want our people's money. Fuck that. I don't want our people's money. The payback for me is when the women I teach reconnect their kids to the whenua, and then they reconnect their kids to the whenua, because every generation has to keep reconnecting back to the whenua. They have to learn kaitiakitanga. This is our whenua, because the Pākehā have never stopped coming from our, for our land the minute they got off that boat, and they will never stop. Okay, I'll calm down my activism now. Okay. <laughs> right, it's just me being cool. Right. right. Gonna get a bit serious now. About three years ago. Well, kids have always gravitated to me and I've always been their auntie, you know? All the neighborhood people and obviously my nieces and nephews. <laughs> 
A lot of them come to me in not good states, whānau. Not good states. And this was about three years ago. I couldn't get them help. And when they start talking, that's your, sometimes that's your last fucking time you can help them. And I couldn't get them fucking help anywhere. Because they weren't, they couldn't, you know, you don't live in the zone. Or we don't have any funding. Oh, nah, too bad. Too bad. This kid don't want to fucking be here. And you're telling them too bad they don't live in the zone. Every day my inbox was just getting filled up with these mamais and stories with these kids that just wanted some help. So I asked my sister, Nic- who knows Nicola Adams? Well, oh, yeah, she's tough as a. And Koe East? I was like, can you help me? We're going to do a kikoi because everyone's listening to us. It's time for us to get into parliament, give them the microphone and let them speak. Everyone listens to us. Let them speak because our babies are yelling at brick walls and it's costing them their fucking lives. Over 10,000 people RSVP'd to this hikoi. About 2,000 people turned up. I made sure to have it on a, on a school day because I wanted to make sure that they saw these kids in their school uniforms because they're kids. They're our babies. We get so complacent with numbers, 10,000, 1,000, but you know what? Start naming names. Oriwia, Takanui, Parekura. That's when it hits. I told everyone, bring your photos of your babies that have been failed. Bring them. Put those photos on the steps of parliament and make sure they see their faces. I didn't really have a plan, because I'm not really a planned person. <laughs> but I knew once we got there, we'll be all right. Just hand the microphone over. But then I had a bit of a thought, like, shit, this is a handy's copa. But what if these babies can't speak from they're broken? You know? Fuck, I was wrong. Kid after kid after kid got up. One kid at the time, well, at the time she was 14, when she was 10, she was walking to school with her best friend, which was 10. And her best friend jumped in front of a train and killed herself right in front of this kid. This was four years later, and that's, that kid still hadn't got counselling for that, that moment. Oh, never mind that. <laughs> because of that hikoi, they ended up pushing... Uh, mental health funding to the lower North Island for young men, and then they went on to do the mental health bill and bring in all the money. I was going to go off on another co-papa, but I'm going to stay on this one tonight, finally, so I'm not going to go through the rest of those photos. So now we are three years after this, right? $88 million has been pumped through that system, and more than ever, more than ever, there are babies in my inbox coming to my house, cutting themselves. People, they're sending me photos of their ropes. One night I had four kids in my inbox. It started with two that were cutting that didn't want to cut. This was only like two weeks ago. And then it got to three o'clock in the morning and then there were two different ones. So I'm dealing with four who want to fucking kill themselves. This problem is not going away. So what do we do? That's a million dollar question. It's up to us. Our babies, we need to change the perception of our babies. They are not our problems. Can we stop fucking saying that? They are our tonga. Can we stop talking at our babies and just let them speak? They already have the answers. They have the answers. If we were willing to shut up and listen to them for 10 minutes, you know, in the inbox doing the messages, it's doing all right. But it's not doing it properly. So we've decided, so I've got together with Furokawa, 
and one of my beautiful friends, Tiff, and we're going to start doing um, programs over at Kapiti Island for all the kids in my inbox, Modi Kiti Modi. But I ask you, as adults, if you know that there's a whanau and they're not right, something's off. Be that auntie and be that uncle and say to them, open that corridor up and just offer them an ear, bro, because it could save their lives. Just be that. Don't judge them. And if you look at your kid and the kid is tired sitting on the couch, don't be like, oh, you lazy whore. Bro, that kid could have suicidal depression. It's just about empathy, Fano. Anyway, that's my real talk. Mariora. Real Talk could be coming to a town near you, so check out the Real Talk website, www.realtalknz.co.nz, or follow us on our Instagram at real underscore talk underscore nz to find out where we'll be next. I got you real talk.